John took my message title last week. So you're going to get that same message titled today. Uh, how blessed we are to have somebody who can, in 30 minutes, jump in the pulpit and, and, yes, and do are. an excellent job. Yes. Yeah, that was great. And I'm healthy and wealthy, so that's all good. Uh, I wondered about it for a little bit, but I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yes, I am. But the title today, which, boy, I'll tell you what the music and then what, uh, what's been set up here on stage uh, just ties so together with where we're going today. Sometimes your pastor has to direct something to you that he really doesn't want to. But I think we need to all start pulling back a little bit and recognizing that we've got too lax with the things of God. Now, I'm not... Not so much talking to the ones that are sitting here, but I'm ta- I am talking to you, but I, I need you to follow up in prayer, which we're teaching, on, by the way, Wednesday night, we're back in, we're going to do four or five weeks on prayer and then get on with maybe do, maybe do James and some of the books in the Bible. So we're back on Wednesday night, so no excuse, but part of what I'm going to be saying today is we, we're in end times, folks, you all know that? And there's scripture that are back, is backing up what is going on. And we've got to recognize that we can't be casual Christians. Yes, you're going to go to heaven, but what are you doing while you're here? And, you know, we used to, used to never miss church. People used to never miss Wednesday nights. People used to, I mean, any time the doors were open, we were here because that was our first love. That was where our hearts were at all the time. What was just said by Jeff was so true. Where's a heart? You know, if you're a tither, that's great. But if your heart's not after what you're doing, if you're just doing out of law, it's not doing you any good. And that's, that's the same with everything we do in our lives. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think there's probably many, many people that never pick their Bible up through the week. We won't make it, folks. Listen, we will not make it without getting that in you so deep that it can come up when things are going so bad. Because things are, I, I'd hate to have a doom and gloom, but fact is, look at what's going on. Some of us are older. 30 years ago when this church started, 32 years ago, we're not the same church we used to be. Because people are not the same because of what we're going to be talking about today is we are walking, we are so much, in none, we don't even realize it, I'm as guilty as Rex, we have been so indoctrinated by the news media, by the politicians, by the movie stars that was brought up, we are so indoctrinated that we are walking in fear and worry and don't even know we're doing it. And we're, we're, living in, we're living in a realm of fear instead of living in a realm of total trust. And we've got to come to that place of recognizing. And this has got to be an individual thing. This has got to be something we pray about. We've got to recognize. Now, wait a minute. When something comes up in my heart, I've got to go straight to Scripture. Yesterday was just a long day for me. I watched like three or four movies just to keep my mind, but I occasionally walk through the house and say, okay, Lord, I know that you've got me, and I know things are going to be okay. That's what kept me going, 
What are you going to do when things get worse than they are? What are you going to do when they start pushing the issues they're pushing as hard as they're pushing? We've got to be at the place where we can stand and say, no. What happened to the, what happened to the people? Let, let's, go back, let's go back to, the, to the, the Jewish people when they were put in freight cars, taken to the gas chambers. Where was their faith? Where was their trust? They had to stand on the word. They had to stand. Now, yes, maybe they didn't know Jesus, but back then it was a whole different situation than it is now. We've got Jesus. We've got the power. We've got the anointing that can flow through us. And we've got something that nobody else has got. And we've talked about this time and time again. But we've got to get the revelation that when things get rough, and they're going to get rough, in this time you'll have tribulation. We've got to be able to say, listen, we can do this. You've got to be able to tell your kids, yes, school's hard. Yes, your teachers are jerks because they're all liberal and went crazy. But you've got to be able to stand and withstand and not cut them down. You've got to pray for them. You've got to stand for them. Where are we at in all this? Why are we judging everybody when we should be praying for everybody? Why are we we throwing our religiousness out there, but in fact, are we throwing love out there? See, you're not going to make it. I'm telling you, unless you get to the place of recognizing, you know, Scripture tells us in New Living Translation, Luke 12, 39, understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, to the, he would not permit his house to be broken into. We have allowed the enemy to break into our house in our TVs, in our lifestyles, in our words, in our songs. It's an amazing thing how it used to be we all could sing Christian songs. Now, I'm talking for the most part. We could all sing Christian songs, but now we listen to the other music. And not that there's anything wrong with the other music. It's just that that's becoming more important than the music that's going to touch our hearts and change our lives and that music that's going to set us free when we need to be delivered and walk through things. Just one example, movies and things. You can't hardly watch a movie without the four-letter word coming up in every other sentence. It's like living in the world right in our house. We've got to recognize the evil is in this earth, and the evil is slowly indoctrinating every generation worse than the next generation, worse Continue. You say, well, well, it's, it's just, it's okay. It'll be all right. And we, that's just under law. And they can do, no, I'm, I'm, no, you won't make it. Suicide rates as high as it's ever been. Because people are walking in fear. See, we've got to step into 22. We have got to not passively go into 22. We've got to step into it with a boldness that, no. We've got to stand our ground on what the government's doing. We've got to stand our ground on what people around us are doing. We've got to stand our ground. No, that's not a way to live. No, that's not the way the Bible says. No, that's going to destroy you, and I'm not going to allow it to come and destroy me. But, but, but we're just, well, it's just, it'd be okay. Let them be what they want to be. They're persuading your kids to be something they're not supposed to be. You say, well, well, what do I do? We get the word in us. We stand and we study and we come to church. Every time the doors are open, this, I know, this crazy, used to be Wednesday nights was never affected by the schools in sports. Now Wednesday's just another night. You say, well, what happened? I'm telling you what just happened. 
You say, well, 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 what if my kids in sports? I'm not against sports and I'm not against them being part of the team and I understand that, but you don't drag the entire family on a church night. You let them participate, but child, the most important thing is, is as soon as the game's over, get, as soon as practice is over, we got church. Why? Because we've got to allow it to transform our mind was brought up. We've got to allow that renewing. We've got to allow that, 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 that word to change us that this is a part of life and I got to be in life, but I can't be, I can't be in, I can't be that life because I won't make it. And I want to make it. Another scripture in 1 Timothy 4 1, it says, In that day, some will turn away from the, their true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits, teachings that come from the demons. Now, you say, well, what's going on? Folks, it's happening every day. It's happening in every movie. It's happening in everything you watch, everything you talk about, everything you see on news. I, Fauci has got us all. We're all going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're gonna. I'm not dying. Even if I die, I'm not dying. If my body quits, and I thought Sunday morning last week, it was, I thought I was going to say, hi, Connie, how are you doing? I was telling my family, I was a little disappointed, but not really. I mean, you know. But you are going to. And, and you may get raptured out. Wouldn't that be exciting? But you're still not going to be here. So while we're here, we are the only light. We're it. We can't be so laid back. It's going to be okay. I know it is, and I know we're going to get to heaven if you're born again. But while you're here, we've got to reach out and we've got to love people. and we've got to, we, we don't judge them where they are. We just can't be them. You don't criticize them, and you, you're not critical of them for the way they are, because they're just who they are. A person that's not born again, a person that's, that's just a come to church and do whatever you want to do Christian... They're just who they are because who they are. Our place as Christians is to walk through this and know he is coming. He is going to take us out of here. But while we're here, we've got to get down to what we're doing to learn what we're doing. We've got to get this in us. The only reason I can work on a car engine is because I spent a lot of time working on car engines. I pulled, I pulled my Corvette motor out in the basement two, two or three times now. It's getting ready to come out again. Well, I, why? Because that's just what I do. But if I never have ever done it, I could never ever do it. It's the same with this. The more I'm in it, the more I'm in it, the more I'm in it, the more I do it, the more I do it, the more I read it, the more I know it. The more it transforms me, the more I recognize I don't need those thoughts. I honestly can tell you yesterday, I walked through things quickly compared to six months ago. Because I knew when that thought come on, everybody's gone, it's raining outside, it's cold outside, it's wet outside, it's miserable in here, and these stupid movies. I'm, I'm really getting into the true story movies. I like a happy ending. But then I watched one that had a sad ending. Young figure skater 
got cancer at 17 and died at 19, but it was still so uplifting because she knew this right here. We've got to get this in us. We've got to recognize what the enemy's doing. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.3 says, In the last days there will be a falling away. Now, I'm not talking to the falling away people because you're here. But we need to be praying for those that are just home. Why? Because they've got, you've got, we've all got something very, very special in us. See, what happens when we walk in this fear and this worry that we've got into in this world is we absolutely lose our vision for tomorrow. And the Bible tells us that without the knowledge of this, without the knowledge of what he's gifted us in, without that knowledge in, listen to me, without thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow, you perish. And that's what's happening in the world. It's like, I give up, I'm just staying at home. I give up, I'm scared to go to the grocery store. I give up, I'm not about to go to church where all them people are at. I, I, I'm not going to get together, but, 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 but then those fleshly things you go ahead and do. And they're all the things that are destroying us. You say, well, pastor, how come you're getting on me? Because I'm your pastor. And I'm concerned about what's going on in the local church as well as the church as well. We've got to start recognizing you're called to be here to help someone. You'll never be happy until you're serving. You'll never be content in life because what happens, the Bible tells us that we will become, and not talking to the world, we will become lovers of self. When we become lovers of self, the only person we think about is self. And you're not happy with that. You're ha you're really, your contentment and your peace comes when you are operating in that servant's heart and that doing heart and that going heart. And it's not, are we going to church? It's no, folks. We're going to church to learn to serve and to learn to, learn to love and to learn to put up with everybody. Do you all recognize sometimes you're put with people and you're around people just so you rub off your edges? Not everybody likes everybody in here. I don't like everybody in here. I love you in Christ and I'm, and I'm trying, but I'm just like you. But the more I'm around you, the more I find that, that you're just made different than me. Because most of the time, see, when we don't like somebody, it's because they're actually a lot like us. And we haven't seen that yet. Come on now. See, we've got to recognize if we don't have a direction. See, we've got, we've got literally, you've got to, we've got to make ourselves. You've got, we went through two years of a habit. Only takes 30 to 90 days to make a habit. We've had two years to develop worry, to develop staying home, to develop once a month going to church is enough, to develop I don't want to give, I've, I've not had no money and, 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 and COVID's hit me and I'm broke and I just can't give. You always give your first fruits according to Scripture. Why? So he can bless you. So he can do what Jeff just said. Your heart is I want to give so the kingdom can get done. 
I want to be a part of the, I want to be a part of the work. I want to be a part of the, of the finances. I want to be a part of, of what God's doing. I want to be a part of, I want to give. My son's in prison and he give more to this church making 26 cents an hour than a lot of people did that come in the door. He makes a whopping 26 cents an hour. Well, he just got a pay raise because he's a social worker, but they're not doing that now, so he's not getting paid at all. But yet he's going to tithe on every... Why? Because that's his heart. He don't even get to hear the sermons. What's your pastor saying? Folks, listen to your heart and pay attention and don't get mad at me today. And if you do, I don't care because this is so serious in my heart. We have got to... We have got to get back with God. We have, what I am, are you? I'm talking to the internet. I'm talking to those that are, I don't care where you are around the world. We have all got to get back with God. Philippians 3.13 says that I forget the things of the past. Well, why am I using that scripture? Because I can't let the last two years that the government has done to me, I can't let that be my life. Have you all recognized they're lying? Have you all recognized every commercial you watch on television is twisted and lying? Have you all recognized that nobody can tell the truth? We've got to take that past and go, I'm not living under what they're saying or what they're doing. I'm going to follow my heart and my heart's got to be brought into this so I'll know the truth. And I'll know when the truth comes forth. And I'll know when the newsman tells me the truth. And I'll know when a person tells me the truth. Because I'll know that I know. But we've got to get it. And we've got to come to the place. But we've got to recognize, folks, everybody in here, everybody in here can't take the grace that was given to you through the COVID. That's gone. You've got to rely on the grace that you've got right now and the faith and grace you're going to have tomorrow, knowing that you've got everything that you need. No, see, we've got to live in that place of trust. We've got to live in that place of thanking Him every day for the day He's given. We've got to live in that knowing He's got the answer for us, knowing that He's going to take care of us, knowing that He's built you unique. Did you all know that? Look around. There's nobody that looks like you. There's nobody acts like you. There's nobody that's went through what you've went through. We're all totally unique. I don't care what family you come from. Every individual is an individual. Why? Because God made you that way. He designed you. That. You say, well, how? He's God. He keeps track of the hair on your heads. Those that have lost them and those that have it. He knows everything about you. See, we get so down to where we can figure it out. We can go on our phone and we can Google anything. No, you can't. You can get a lot of knowledge, but you can't get this. You can, he's the one that works on your heart. He's the one that changes your heart. But you've got the choice and the will, which has made it very difficult. He gave us a free will from the very beginning. And even Adam decided to go their own way. They thought if they could eat that apple, then they would have all the knowledge of the good and the evil. Before that, all they had was good. And then Jesus came to give us good, but we've got a will, whether we're going to receive it or not. Well, I'm going to live the way I want to live. 
You'll be destroyed, but it's not just you that gets destroyed. It's everybody around you that's watching you get destroyed. They're affected by your choices. But if you choose him and know that he's built you and know that he's designed you to serve, designed you to help. See, when you hire someone in a business, you hire them to do a job. If they don't do the job, then there's no sense in working for you. Guess what? You've all been hired by Jesus to do a job. To love people, to respect people, to help people, to serve people, to give, to, to do all the things that Jesus said we've got to do. Blessed are those. The song, that song is such a blessing. We're going to be singing that when we close out. We are so blessed in what God's doing in our lives, but we've got to recognize He, if you don't have a direction, if you don't, well, I want to do this tomorrow to help somebody. If you don't have those kind of thoughts, then, then, then your focus is wrong. You know, what can I do tomorrow to help someone? What can I, well, I'm going to go to church and I'm just going to grin at somebody. You say, well, I don't do anything at church. Yes, you do. Your presence is here. Yes, you do. You, you say hello to somebody that needs your hello. You say, well, well my job's not important. There is none Little. I don't care what you're involved in. Working with the kids, standing at the door, taking up the offering, just being in a seat loving someone. Everyone is just as important as everyone else. And nothing runs without it. This church has been a great success. But I'm telling you what, if we keep following the pattern of the world, we won't be. We'll not touch anybody. We might as well be a country club. We need, we need to have the power of God flowing through us, but see, we've got to know it. See, our energy's got to come from our direction. Uh, when you think about doing something, you have an energy to do it. We had a situation here just last week where a refrigerator needed to get delivered to somebody. Well, you have to make a choice to go help. Then you have to be there on time, not late. Then you have to go do it, and then you're done. You thought about all those things. You, you directed all those things. You worked towards those kind of things. You, you, you're blessed that you could help somebody. You, I could go on and on and on. with what, But that's in everything we're supposed to be doing every day of our life. But see, if you're just a casual Christian, you're only thinking about you. We've got to get back to thinking about him and how he would do, and how he would walk, and how he would talk. You see, it, 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 brings you, it brings that gifting out of you. But it's got to be your gift. Listen, you remember David. He was going to go defeat the giant. And Saul said, here, take my armor. Well, I can imagine. David, this little bitty guy, this great big Saul that stood head high above everybody else, what that looked like. Stan can't be me. I can't be Stan. I can't operate in his gifting, but he can't operate in my gifting. It's the same in everybody in here. But we've got to, as a group, recognize we've got to start doing our part in the kingdom of God. We've got, got to start being the person he's designed me to be. We've got, we've got to, even though we don't want to do it sometimes, we've got to do what he's instructed us to do. We've got to be what he instructed us to be. We've got to allow that gifting to flow. David would have never... 
defeated Goliath with Saul's equipment. He had a stupid slingshot. And it wasn't even one of those kinds you pull back and aim. It was one of these kind. But God had a plan to use him to do that for that reason for us to hear now today to talk about it. Everything in here, that's, that's what's amazing about this word. It is so alive. It is so active. It, it is an amazing how I can read and read and read and read and read and then all of a sudden like, wow, I, I've never seen that. Now, my reading is a little different than a lot of people. I have to really go slow because I get everything turned around. But you'd think as slow as I read sometimes that I'd get it the first time. But it'll never happen because it's alive. Why is it alive? Because it says it's alive. And when I recognize it is alive, then, then, then I'm opening myself up for more of knowing what it says and how it says and what it says. Psalms 36.9 says... In your light, we see light. Get that revelation. That, wait a minute, I'm unique. I'm designed to serve. I'm designed to help. I'm designed to be a blessing. I'm designed to pass the blessings you give me on to the next generation and the next generation. Even though sometimes it's very difficult, I'm designed to be there. Colossians 2.10 says that we are complete in Him. You, we've got to get that revelation in us that we are complete. But folks, we've got to get that revelation. I cannot be just a casual Christian anymore. Now, I don't want to be an obnoxious Christian and tell everybody they're going to hell. I've just got to love people. I've just got to accept people for where they are and put my love into them and let God change them and let God deal with them. And while they're getting changed, God's changing me because I'm more of a mess than I thought I was. Because we all think we're good. But we're blinded. We're like that horse running in the racetrack. He has no idea what's running beside him because he's got these things on. That's how we live. We always see ourselves like this. When in fact, we got a lot of stuff that's a mess. We got a lot of blind spots. But the more we're in the Word, the more He reveals those things. The more you go to God and say, God, I don't want to just be a casual Christian. I want to I wanna live for you with all my heart. I want to have my heart in everything I do. I want to have my heart in all my decisions. I don't want your will. I want my will. I want your will in my life, Lord. I want your will in my life, Lord. Every day I want your will, no matter what it is. I want your will. And he'll give it to you. But we've got to get back to where he's the most important thing in our life. Not football. Not baseball. They're important. And they're good. But they're not number one. Because they'll never get you where you need to get. But this will get you exactly. I promise you. I guarantee. I give you money back guarantee. That if you'll get into this and say, Lord, am I just that casual Christian? And if I, if I am at all, then start waking me up. Start, start giving me the desire to, to spend more time to help the young people and help the, the church and help, help people and help my neighbor. And wave it. I, I got tickled. We've got different people living on our street now. And it's amazing how it used to be you'd go by and everybody waves. I've got one family, and I'm no way, don't you even try to guess. They will not even look up. They come from a bigger city. 
And it's just like, and I purpose just to, <laughs> one of these days they're going to look up and go, oh, we've got to be who we're supposed to be. Do, do you think Jesus, do you think he was a punk? You think he went, I ain't talking to you. There's no way. Well, that's not you either. Even if you act like that, you're not happy with that. Because he gives you your happiness. See, you want to you have a motto for the year? Just charge this instead of being so passive. Recognize the enemy is trying to take us out. And you're not going to have peace, folks, until you come to the place of recognizing the blessings in your life are just all over your life. And we've just got to recognize that we are overcomers. We've got to recognize that, that we really do enjoy serving and helping, that we really do enjoy helping people and things going on. And we, we really do enjoy agreeing in prayer with what the Word says we are and what we do. And we really are, are what this says. Because, see, I don't want to be a casual pastor. I've done this 32 years. You know, kind of like John said last week, there's a few things I enjoy talking about. That's my family, and that's this. And I can get up and say something, but I don't want to just get up and say something. I want it to change us. You say, well, Pastor, you're beating me up. No, I'm beating me up. This is it. Listen, we are winding down. And I don't want to get caught. Now, I'm going to heaven. But I want to get, all of a sudden, get raptured and go, wow, I could have reached that person right there if I just would have got away from me and chased them. All of us. I don't care who you are. Guys, come on up. We have been, we are just so blessed. We are so designed to love like God loved. We are so built. We are so unique and individuals, but yet we are all Christ. We all flow with Him. We all work with Him if we choose to. There's something about that free will. He doesn't want puppets. He wants people that want to love Him. But I found that I can't even do that unless I ask Him to help me do it. And it's the same in everything in life. He is my source. He is your source. And when times get horrible, you've got to know that you know that He's got you. And you've got to walk in that trust that He's got you. Let's stand up. Let's go out with this song.
you blessed you are dismissed about five minutes we need the deacons to come together in the back